0: The following movie has been rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. It is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to Offscript with Jason and Joel. And now, here are your hosts, two guys who like animals with a side of potatoes, Jason and Joel. That we do. That we do. Hi, welcome to Offscript. I'm Joel and he's here
1: with a side of potatoes
0: (laughs) that's how i like to eat you oh (laughs) whoa
1: whoa
0: yeah (laughs) that furry little animal in your what (laughs) so jason welcome the nice people to off script welcome nice
1: people what the hell are you doing here seriously stop looking at your radio drive
0: you're not you're not safe here just go go now (laughs) <laughs> yes. So, just a little overview. Off script is done by us two dweebs. We two dweebs, the for guys who also do the Forgotten Flicks podcast. And I will not speak the entire time this way. And <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the well fo- that that Forgotten Flicks podcast. Just so you know, is this well oiled machine? It is focused, laser focused. Yep. yep. Pretty much, uh, almost like a. I don't know, some kind of scientific instrument, uh, really, the way it's calibrated and focused. Never, ever straying from the topic at hand, which generally is a really awesome movie from the 1980s that you either, A, never saw, B, have forgotten about, or C, when you mention it to a 20-year-old kid, they look at you like you have a testicle growing out of your forehead. Or they say, don't judge me because I have a testicle growing out of my forehead.
1: (laughs) Or, Or the kid says, Oh, yeah. My dad has talked about that movie before. Or, or,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, wait. But I thought that... <laughs> didn't that movie come out last year? No, that was the remake! You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, that's what that show's about. Okay? Okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. This show... <laughs> this show is about anarchy and madness and usually about us blabbing about trailers and upcoming movies and things we want to see and why we want to see them and occasionally uh, about something that um, has nothing to do with any of that. So, we pretty much have... Come to the conclusion, this is our, we got some crap to say that no one else probably cares about. So this is more or less just for Jason and I. If you want to listen to it, that's great. But you know what? Hey, you're paying for it. Yeah, you're putting in your hard in dollars. It is your money. You're, you're and,
1: sending us yeah. that $100 an episode. That's fine. You, you're you here. That's, we're, that's we're gonna how it- you
0: got this. Yeah. So, so Jason... Last week, or last time, rather, was every two weeks. So, yep. the last, last time, the last episode, we did, we talked a lot of trailers. Okay. So, we, we did actually getting,
1: spent almost the entire time talking about trailers.
0: Pretty much. In fact, we did so much that in order for that episode to fit into my <laughs> limited amount of space that I'm willing to pay for, Libsyn, I may have had to even cut out one of those trailer talks. <laughs> I picked the weakest one of the bunch because uh, there was so much good stuff around the others, but. Right. Nonetheless, it's the only way I could save us time. Uh, That being said, (laughs) that being said, this week we're going to start off a little different, I think. And I get to start the trailers because last time you completely monopolized it, uh, especially when it came to Frankenstein's army. My God. Uh, But (laughs) I know you wanted to. It's been a while. The Conjuring has been at this point. The Conjuring has been out like eight months. (laughs) You saw it first. I hated you for that because I'm petty, shallow and unbelievably self-absorbed i finally saw it i want to talk about it but briefly because i have something else i want to talk to you about okay conjuring we know you loved it that's no secret we do yes we do basic based on the fact that you were calling it awesome last time and giggling like a schoolgirl, and all the posts you put on Facebook. I
1: could have been setting you up. By the way,
0: all the posts on on Facebook uh, that you put uh, (laughs) completely disregarding the fact that I would more than likely be immediately seeing those because you posted them, oh, I don't know, on our podcast page. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. But I hadn't seen the movie yet. (laughs) (laughs) So we know how you felt. All right. Spit it out. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. But I have concluded as days have passed, either A, I've seen far too many horror movies. Mhm. B, I'm almost a 40-year-old man. C, I have no sense of whimsy or wonder left in me. Because I'm to the place now after some time has passed. Like while in the movie, and this is a, this is a good sign. In the movie, loved it. Immediately mm. following the movie, really 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 liked it. Okay? Mhm. As time has progressed, though, I still like it, and there's still moments that I I think about or that I'll mention to somebody. It's like, oh yeah, this one part was really great, huh? but it doesn't. I don't. I honestly could say I think a year, two years, five years down the road, this movie's not going to stick with me. In fact, I'm not saying I would forget it completely because there's one thing involving a doll I'll never forget because it's creepy as hell. But <laughs> all the other stuff, I could see me going, oh, is that was that that movie? You know, like that kind of thing because. And, and I think I know why. I don't think it's this movie's fault. I think it's when I saw this movie's fault. Because mm-hmm. if I had seen this movie when I was 12, it would stick with me. The same way Night, Night of Living Dead, Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those kinds of movies do. Because I saw them at a very impressionable age. But as you get older and you've seen a lot of this stuff, you know, or, or Exorcist would be a great one. But see, but what's interesting is, Adults that saw, say, The Exorcist when it first came out, I guarantee you it still has stuck with them. But that's probably because prior to The Exorcist, they hadn't had the same level of um, horror saturation, at least to that intense degree. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So that's basically where I'm at on it. Really really great movie. I I think it's fantastic. It'll be fun as hell when my kids are older to watch them crap their pants as they watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you in a lot of ways. I, I the the one thing I wanted to say, and I've been waiting to say because we couldn't, we haven't talked about this, is just that I really enjoyed this movie because I felt like it was an excellently recreated retro style movie. Yes, I agree with that. It was it's set in 1971. It was done very well with the 70s feel without being over the top and ridiculous and, you know, too corny like it was cliche. Um, it was a lot of the 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 horror. not i to say horror cliches, but a lot of the horror tropes that we've seen before, but they were done very well. So it was one of those that I don't think it's a forgettable movie. I wouldn't mind owning it but it's not one that will stand out as a top 10 of all time for me. I mean, it's not in that realm, but you and I have also talked about this with some of the movies we've seen recently in the theaters that because you and I have watched and reviewed and talked about so many films that we really want to go into these turning off that filter and just go in and enjoy it. Yeah. Just go in to have fun, just go into, yeah. so, so, Would I recommend someone pay $10, $12 to go see this movie? Yes. Yes. I think it's definitely worth the admission to go see this in a theater, to enjoy it, to have that uh, experience of going through and seeing this movie, especially if you're a fan of the, you know, like you said, Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, those types of films. This is in that realm without being, uh, um, you know, too. Spot on, or you know, self aware, or you know, was
0: none of that business, which is great. No, not at all. But 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 I liked that it was, it was more subdued than those movies. I would say. I mean, maybe towards the end it got a little wacky, but it it's honestly content wise, like if you're somebody who likes a creepy, scary movie but hates gore, there's I mean, this movie is PG content. It's PG.
1: Yeah, I was really surprised it got an R. I was surprised it got an R.
0: The weakest episode of Walking Dead. Is a thousand times more graphic. Than oh this gosh, movie.
1: yeah, by far. So it, it's it's much more of a subtle burn. But you know, the last thing I'll say is I I really will give James Wan a a, a huge credit for this. I thought this was fantastically executed, especially given the fact that it was such a low budget. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was only a $13 million budget for the entire thing. It had some great acting. The cast was the great. The
0: cast was fantastic. The yeah. cast
1: was amazing. I mean, there were some some people you'd recognize, but not huge names, Yeah. which I love. And I thought it was well put together. The the uh, The scenery was good, the The feel of it. So overall, I really, really enjoyed it. And I would definitely recommend to see it in the theaters. I'm not putting it in my top 10 of all time, but... Um, I think both you and I would agree it's it's a fun movie, so
0: it's a very fun movie, and yep. more to the point, the thing I loved about it was the suspense that yeah, I think that yep. is something a lot of modern horror completely and utterly misses no. that there are so many filmmakers that do not get suspense that yeah. that is key If you have great suspense, people will forgive crappy effects, people will forgive you know lame false threat cat jump scare type crap. They'll forgive so much stuff if it's suspenseful, but yep. suspense is hard. It's really hard. Well, it's like great it comedy. Difficult. It's really hard. Well, and like good
1: storytelling, it's hard. I mean, you can tell a story that everybody recognizes, but to tell one that's genuine enough that people believe it and they, they, well, and, this is, it, and you're tough.
0: right because this, this is an example of really great storytelling. That's the story we've seen. I mean, I, that there's nothing yeah. like I we've yep. seen this movie. Hell, we've seen this movie as a made for TV movie. This type of ghost, the families in the house. Oh, hell, I mean,
1: you've seen this. Yeah, you've seen this in a. Th- I mean, I can. Uh, you we can do some Amityville Part One, movies. Two,
0: Three, Four, Five.
1: Six. <laughs> you could talk about uh, Poltergeist. I um, mean, yeah. you could all yeah. these films the same type of elements, but they do it really well. Yeah, and, really well.
0: And the acting yeah, really so- was great.
1: And, and one last thing I wanted to say, something that always indicates a good movie, you're going to a theater to see a horror movie, which is a very different experience than watching a horror movie in your own house. One of the things that's funny and, and is a good indicator is if you're watching the movie and it's that quiet moment, it's dark, someone's walking down the hallway, you know the door creaks, they pull back a shade, something happens, kind of freaky, kind of scary, and <laughs> – <laughs> And you hear someone in the audience, in the back, someone would say, oh, hell no! Yeah. You know that it's a good movie. Well, so. you, oh, and I think the other
0: key is you know it's a good movie when everybody is silent.
1: Oh, yeah. Even the or
0: teenagers. They're just when,
1: when a mo- When a moment happens, like a scary moment, and you feel... The row jump simultaneously. And
0: it's that's... not because you're sitting in one of those godforsaken <laughs> D-box or whatever the hell seats are called. Uh, I hate those things. So what a we? So anyway,
1: there's our there's our quick review of The Conjuring. Uh, I'm done. So okay,
0: good. Because now on to the main event. <sighs> I saw a movie. Finally, a movie you recommended.
1: Back to the Future
0: nope I saw that when I was nine okay I hadn't met you yet because it would have been creepy for a nine-year-old to be hanging out with a 32-year-old
1: <laughs> that's not what the other nine-year-olds I hung out with said <laughs> yeah.
0: that's what your parole officer said so here's the deal it's a movie okay. you recommended wow, not once you've, you've you recommended multiple times really yes you swore by it it happen often no, it doesn't, uh, because generally the ones you swear by, I just hear the title, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll my hum. top priority, buddy. Um, mm-hmm. This is not one of those. Okay. Though the title is a little odd, but it, it's not one of those. Okay. So this is a movie that you've recommended that you championed, and in a very sincere, non-ironic sort of way, as being one of the best you've ever seen in this particular genre.
1: Wow, is this a setup?
0: <laughs> no, but you don't know what this is, really.
1: I don't remember. No, I. I always tell you to watch movies. It's, okay.
0: <laughs> I, just, you,
1: just, to be fair, I did not tell you to watch Sharknado. So no, you did not. No, you did not. You did not.
0: And although I heard it uh, in its little limited release thing, it pretty much tanked. Uh, well, which, mm. shocker. <laughs> So, yeah, it's so tell that, me the genre Twitter, Twitter blowing up for your movie, guys, does not indicate anyone's going to actually go see it. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, but to be fair, um, they were going to make zero dollars and zero cents on theater release. So yeah, but they it still costs. It still, it still,
0: but here's the key: it still costs money to do that. It's not like that that was nah. free airtime on the, the movie theater screen. So they still had to rent out that space. And I, I got to imagine they maybe broke even with the amount of money they made. Here's the key: they made a crap ton as far as. How many people watched it on the Siffy channel? So yeah,
1: sure. And they're making a second. They're making a sequel.
0: Oh, thank God! Thank God! Because I really <laughs> want to know where that story is gonna gonna go. I, I want to know where it's gonna take us. Uh, okay, so you you give up guessing what this could be? You want me to give well, you a tell
1: hint? Me, tell me the genre. Or oh, well, that'll give the... it away.
0: The genre will absolutely okay, give it away.
1: Okay. Well then, uh, give me a hint.
0: Okay. Let me see. A good hint would be. Usually, is it Ip Man? Uh, what's that? Is it Ip Man? It is Ip Man. Congratulations, right out the gate. Is it Yes, finally! <laughs> good God, this took long enough.
1: I can't believe I guessed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Because uh, if I said it was martial arts, yeah, we know what you would have gotten. Well, there's it? a bunch I've recommended.
1: Well, not a bunch, but there's no, a.
0: No, you've recommended that one above and beyond all the other ones. Yeah, yeah
1: more than uh, more than yeah. others. Yes. um yes. And uh, chocolates, another one I've I think I've recommended, and then um ungbach Those are the three that are yes. kind of my favorite.
0: Yeah, and. I am much like with western. I mean, I, I watched some martial arts movies as a kid, but mm-hmm. I was never into the genre like you were. It's sort of like yeah. westerns. It was the same thing. It's not that I hate them or dislike them, but as a kid, it's, it wasn't my thing. So, yeah. but as I've gotten older, and I catch them here and I'm like, God, I gotta watch more of these. So, uh, somebody... now you watched.
1: Now, listen. There's Ip Man one and Ip Man two. Hey, well, hold
0: on, I'm, we're gonna get to that. Okay. Did you I, watch Ip I Man? Been, one? Yep. yep. I okay. Watch, I I watched Ip Man one. I have two okay. on my queue. So, All right. okay. All right. Uh, it would be a, a common coworker. Her name rhymes with skate. <laughs> uh, we were at lunch and she brought up, I guess you and she had been talking about cause she had seen it. And, and it just, you had mentioned it so many times. And when she said that, I was like, Oh, that's right. He has mentioned that. And then I realized it was on Netflix streaming, blah, blah, blah. One thing I'll do another Saturday night, the wife and I doing our date night. i.e., ah. we sit with dinner trays in our room while the children watch a Disney movie. Wait a second and try to watch something without it for 45 minutes. Yes. Time out. Time out. Yeah. You actually
1: dedicated a date night to a movie I recommended.
0: I know it makes you feel special, don't it?
1: <laughs> have I reached some kind of mythical level or something? You, this you is...
0: really have. You really have. <laughs> because and, and, normally and, movies and, are... and I, pre- and I prefaced it to my wife, Jason recommended this.
1: Because um, normally it's a, I watched it on my iPad. I fell asleep halfway through. I watched the other half the next day. and
0: I know, or, or I watch I watch half of the next half the next day. I quit. I can't finish it. And
1: I couldn't get through the 82-minute 80, minute, part. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be a new standard. If Joey Fatone stars in it, gonna avoid. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, but that being said, my wife is a martial arts movie fan. Not oh, like, she is? Okay. yeah, she likes that. Yeah. She likes it. Has of she stuff. seen this before she watched it? Negative. No, she's a fan because she growing up, she would watch the, you know, like they always have like the Chopsaki theater around yeah, the time, yeah. like a creature feature, like four o'clock on a Saturday kind of thing yep. that she would watch that. So it, her, her favorites are generally the more cheesy where the lips aren't matching up and it's just some nomadic samurai guy walking through village after village with guys jumping out of bushes and, they have a fight. Those uh-huh. those the seventies style. She <laughs> she, yeah. she those were she that's what she grew up with. But so we watched Ip Man. I'm not even going to waste time with all my typical BS about oh I, I don't know how, how I thought yeah. It was amazing. Holy crap. Maybe one of the best martial arts movies I've ever seen. Fist of Legend was awesome and I loved it with Gently. This this tops it. Like I Fist of Legend, I would like to watch again eventually. This I want to watch again. Like I actually want to. Cancel the podcast almost. Just, <laughs> I just as we talk it about it and watch it now. I loved everything about it. Like this
1: I and and for those of you who have not watched it, this is uh uh it's Ip man is two words. It's IP man.
0: And that does uh, not stand Master for Ip. internet protocol.
1: No, it does okay. not. Uh it stars Donnie Yen, who plays uh Master Ip, and he in the true story is uh uh Master Ip is A real person was a real person. He was actually the um, mentor of Bruce Lee. He was the the teacher of Bruce Lee. And of course,
0: in the style, do you remember the style of martial arts? uh, Wing Chun.
1: Wing Chun, yeah. Yeah. Um, And this is a story that takes place during like what, World War II?
0: Well, actually it's before. It's considered the, I believe it was the Shin... Japanese, isn't that what we call the Shin Japanese War? It's basically a war that had been <laughs> ongoing between the Japanese and the Chinese that yep. then sort of merged into World War two.
1: Yep. Um, and it was done by uh, director uh, Wilson Yip, Who's the guy who also did uh, mm-hmm. Iman too, but he's done a, a whole bunch of other stuff with some famous martial arts. But I will say the reason I kept recommending this movie to you is not because I think, oh, you got to watch martial arts. The story in this,
0: oh my God,
1: the drama, I, okay, I'll admit to a lot of things. I love cheesy sci-fi. I uh, love ridiculous creature features. I will sit and watch the most asinine movies with the most ridiculous titles just because I have fun with them.
0: When you run naked through a zoo in the monkey exhibit, (laughs) they will (laughs) throw you to the ground and pick nits off of your back. Stuff like that. And throw
1: me peanuts, yep. Um, This movie, this is the, uh, I've never ever, any of the movies I like I cried during this movie. This is an amazingly emotional, well acted, gritty. The coloration, the shots, everything about this. There's just, I love this movie. This is it.
0: <laughs> okay. This th- here's the thing about this movie to me. I I reacted very emotionally too. I never got. I never cried, but I got that sort of belligerent. Oh hell no! Yeah, kind, right, kind yeah. of face, you know. Yeah, and yeah. without giving any major scenes away, yeah, we'll say him fighting the ten holy dear God in heaven above. I about geek gasm.
1: Isn't that one of the bad uh, It's amazing. That was. It, it is amazing. Yeah it it's just such It was, a so, it was so great because
0: up to that point he had been so reserved and holding back, and then just the unleashing of hellfire on these guys was like <laughs> all, you you felt bad for the bad guys. Yeah, you, you were, and, in none, and what I really loved about this movie, what I appreciated on so many levels. Look, I know I have watched enough behind the scenes with, you know, Jackie Chan and all these other guys that I know that even the guys that don't use CGI and wires and things like that, there is still a lot of choreography. They, they yeah. use ropes to pull themselves, you know, to make the kick look it was way stronger. I get all that, but it's, I, I appreciate it when it's done with limited. Uh, optical effects. I like it better yeah. when and when they allow the fight to play out and it's not heavily edited. I want to see what's going on. I don't want to be lost in yeah. the geography of the fight. And there were just the sequences in this are un, they're just friggin' breathtaking. And and the brutality of them is intense. And it's in a couple parts, it's it's really intense. I mean, it's only rated R because of violence, but yeah. it's never gratuitous. It never felt exploitative. Or, it felt. Real And it was always so couched in the emotion of this character and his reaction to what was happening and just, but that scene. And then my favorite was a very quick moment. And again, keeping it somewhat vague for spoiler reasons, but you'll know what I'm talking about, where the a ah. uh, few of the Japanese soldiers show up, uh, the officer and his son had gone around the corner. They were playing the, the game of war in here and yeah. going bang, bang, bang. And then the Japanese soldiers like playing with him, but he's got a real gun pointed at him. And yeah. the, he looks up and sees um, Master Ip's wife up there and Nips and says, you know, what do you want? And he says something to the effect of, oh, she's quite, you know, what a pretty girl. And he starts up the stairs and, of course, you know what's about to happen. And the the stuff that transpires after that moment, yeah, I literally jumped up out. I was like, oh, yes! <laughs> it was awesome. So <laughs> it...
1: It is an amazing and I and I'll say this because for those who are listening who are not martial arts fans, this is one of those films that it, doesn't it is matter. not yeah, it wouldn't
0: matter if you're not. This is just a great movie.
1: This is not a, you know, this is not an episode of Kung Fu strung out to two hours. This is not your, you know, your typical serial Bruce Lee film. And I love Bruce Lee, and there's some movies he's done that are actually really good, but they are still done in a certain style. This is just it, it's just it feels like it's a fantastic movie that happens to be have a martial arts theme to it. You know,
0: this movie um, was so good, and i've I've gotten more and more fascinated with martial arts as I've gotten older. This makes me want to learn even more. Like this, this movie's so yeah. good, it makes you. I wanted to learn more about the war. I wanted to learn more about Japan's occupation of that part of China. I want to learn more about Master Ip. I want to learn more. It's like that yeah. kind of movie.
1: It's like, <laughs> I can't believe you liked it. Oh, no, so I wait, didn't
0: lo- dude, No, there's no like I loved this movie. This is this, awesome. I, I, I don't know how many movies I'll see this year at the moment. This is like the best movie I've seen all year.
1: Wow. And you know what uh, I, I love about
0: this film? In, in and I know it's a 2008. That's not lost on me. <laughs>
1: No, and it's but it's it's not that old. I mean, it's not no, like it's, it's a '80s, a '70s, or '80s well, it film. It wouldn't matter if it
0: was, but I mean, I, I just I'm saying that it's funny. That it's my favorite movie of the year, and it's a 2008. But continue. Oh yeah, yeah. until we have kids <laughs> so, and don't get out much.
1: Well, you know, all this year we've seen a lot, but yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, um, uh, less than when say we were in college or yeah. <laughs> then, but um, but it is, and this is one of those I had no. I went into this blank. Mm-hmm. I literally, I picked it up. Uh, it was on, uh, I don't know if I got it on Netflix or if it was one that I I, I found uh, um, to buy. I think it was a Netflix. And it came up as like a recommendation. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, like Donnie Yen, I, I I know him from some of his other movies. I'll watch it. Yeah, I got it. And afterwards, I was just, I couldn't stop talking about it for like three days. Yeah, I know. And, I, re-
0: I remember. and that's, <laughs> And to me, that is a okay. testament to the movie. Yeah, you built it up to such a level. Now, granted, I don't ever remember you over describing. Other than I remember the scene with the rice, you remember mentioning that. Yeah, but see, I that told you that, but I but, didn't. Want to but that it. didn't lose any power. You telling me that no. because it's a great freaking movie. <laughs> it's like if somebody tells you a bunch about Raiders of the Lost Ark and you've never seen it. I'm sorry. After you see it, you're still gonna love it, or you have no soul.
1: And we're not, yeah, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: What do, What do you think? What do you think I said?
1: Not all Indiana Jones,
0: just. Oh, no, 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 no,
1: If no. so I told you what happened in Crystal Skull and you haven't seen it, you would be like, what? <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and and rightfully so. You'd, yes. you'd be, what? Uh, so uh, to continue on the Ip Man track, I have not seen two. It is in my queue. I am planning on watching it this weekend's date night.
1: Uh, okay, so let me say this. Uh-huh. It's, this is one of those that it's really, really hard to follow a yeah. movie like Ip Man.
0: Yes, I could see that.
1: So, yeah, it, it is similar. It's definitely a similar character. It's a completely different story. Yeah,
0: I know it's like 10 years later, right?
1: It does not have the same. Because the thing that moved me about Itman Man was it just had this emotional bent to it that was so genuine that you really. You felt like I did anyway, felt like I was swept up in the pain and the the suffering and the conquest and the all of those parts of it were so well done, I actually felt like I was on that emotional roller coaster with him as it went through. Two is does not have that same level of energy. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's still a decent movie. And Donnie Ansul is a great character, it's the same thing, but it's a different type of okay film and it goes back more into what I would consider the you know the typical kind of martial arts genre it's not to that same level i mean it still has it's still done with the same uh uh quality but it's not as good so but again it's hard to follow up a movie like that because i think that's one of those that it just touched on so many things i don't want to say accidentally but it was magic yeah. everything came together just right
0: well and and, and speaking of Ip Man movies, you know mm-hmm. there's three other Ip Man movies. No, I didn't. Not, not related to these two. They're separate. No, well, I didn't. One, one of them is called Ip Man. Oh, The Legend is Born, Ip Man. It came out in 2010. Okay. Uh, I believe that, is that the one that Sammo Hung was in? Yeah, Sammo Hung was in that one, which he was one of the uh, choreographers for the Ip Man that we know and love. He's yeah. actually in the legend is born it man i watched the trailer for it it's obviously different yeah but it looked good i mean it, it still looked good I, I i'm pretty much going into any of these other ones and i want to see all of them with uh, totally like i'm not going with the expectation well they're gonna they, they i better have the exact same motion reaction I, or you know i did to the first yeah. no, i don't yeah. need that uh, but it looks good looks very entertaining okay the other two are I actually like this so much, I actually did homework. So that should put this in perspective. Uh, <laughs> um, two of them, actually, one of them is coming out this month, the end of this month, called Ip Man, The Final Fight, 2013. Ooh. Now, this is supposed to be Ip Man older. Okay. Okay. And it's, so it's in the, in the latter part of his life. And the trailer, I of all the three trailers that I watched, this one I was the most interested in, I just liked the vibe of it. I liked him being this older guy. I mean, when I say older, he's probably uh, the actor. looks like he's maybe what, late fifties. I'm okay. guessing somewhere in there, you know? Uh, so it's, it just had an interesting tone to it, I guess is the best way to put it. Was so, the same director? Uh, no, totally different. This is, these okay. have no relation because apparently they oh, were really? planning okay. on doing the Donnie uh, Yen ones as a trilogy, but he has said he's not interested in doing a third one.
1: So okay.
0: I guess, I don't know if that's where they're going to leave it or what. Now the third one, is by a very acclaimed director named Car Y. Uh, Car, Car Y. Wong. And he okay. is the main movie I always remember that he directed was Chunking Express. And I want to say that the reason why I remember that is because Tarantino's uh, production company that he had for a while there put it out. He did like a series of he had a Rolling Thunder, which was in he put out. um That one, I think it was Chunking Express, the original Rolling Thunder, which is a movie with William Devane. It's kind of a 70s revenge type movie. Um, There's a movie called They Call Her One-Eye, which is (laughs) all I am saying, the Daryl Hannah chick with the the eye patch and kill bills inspired by that. Just look up. They call her One-Eye. That's all I'm saying. That's all (laughs) you need to know. And it's something. It's a revenge movie. It's something. (laughs) And Anyway, but that that Car wai Wong did uh, Chunking Express. And okay. he directed this new one comes out this year as well called the grand master. Now, apparently okay. this was a pro a project that he was originally working on way back when they were working on the Wilson Yip. Um, Yip, Ip man. I yeah, can, yeah, keep yeah. this straight. I can keep this straight.
1: Oh, wait, the grand master, the one that's coming out. Yes. That's Ziyi Zhang. That's the girl that was in uh, Crouching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden, Hidden Dragon.
0: Dragon. Yeah, I, I thought oh, that was her.
1: Love that movie.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. so this guy, this is his version of that story. Oh, okay. It is of all the trailers mixed with the one hit man I've seen. It is by far the most artistic and beautifully done, just from okay. looking at the trailer. But I think as a result of that, it'll be beautiful to watch and will be the most emotionally empty. That's my I'm totally basing that on a trailer, but it's highly stylized. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's unbelievably, but it's almost as if it's a dream and it's, you could see the CGI element. You could see everything's very slow. Like there's a lot of slow motion. What I loved about it, man, there may have been slow motion. I don't recall it. It was shot. All the fight sequences to me were shot realistic. They weren't shot with this overdone, Highly stylized, slow everything down so I can keep up with it. No, it was your job to keep up with it. And it was breathtaking because I don't like it when they slow it down. It's like, oh, we're going to slow it down for you guys because you can't <laughs> well, follow a, it. Well, it's almost, you know, it almost
1: starts to feel like a cop out just because it's, it, it's almost admitting that your people can't really fight or do good choreo- uh, choreography. And so they slow it down because anybody can. I mean, I don't,
0: I, I, know. See, I don't take it that way. I take it more as they do it for effect. It's sort of how John Woo, you know, became notorious for this. And I think John Woo is a brilliant action filmmaker. He's apparently a brilliant guy. Mission Impossible Two drove me insane. Yeah, because so much I swear to God, yep. if you sped up the slow motion sequences in that movie to regular speed, that movie like would been thirty eight minutes long. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> yes. Interesting to note too, this grand, the Grandmaster is only is PG thirteen, whereas I think all the other mans are R for at least R. the violence. Yeah. So yeah.
1: But I, I and, and the other thing that struck me, you know, you talking about that point of the choreography and the fight scenes in it, man. Um, I love Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but I love it because it kind of feels like a dream. Like you well, said, yeah, it's a fantasy master. it's a fantasy movie. So, you know, there's a lot of the wire work. There's a lot of the yes. people can fly and jump and it man is not like that. Well, it yeah, feels very real yes. and more real than almost any other martial arts movie I've ever seen it, from the perspective of it feels like. Real people are really fighting with real consequences under real physics.
0: Yes. Um, I think the physics is key. And and although there was a couple moments and they had to use wires or something, because I don't know how the hell the guy did it. Early on, when the one crew comes to, is it Foshan, the name of the town?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something to
0: like that effect. Anyway, <laughs> he comes to the town. He's challenging all the different masters to prove his point that his way yep. is the best way and there's this one moment of fight sequence when he hits the guy and the guy falls down and literally like springs the way he springs back up. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. like he had a bunch of slinkies strapped to his ass or something. And he just, <laughs> boing, and I'm like, how the hell did he do that? It's one of those movies where you're like, okay, how did they do that? Yeah. Oh, it's just great. But grandmaster, beautiful. It looks like the Ip Man story as a fantasy i guess that's the best way it is it, told through the lens of a hyper real fantasy but interesting you also pointed out how genuine it man seemed because while i think emotionally it was very honest and genuine just looking up some elements of the real story it had i mean yeah his name was ip
1: oh i don't i don't, <laughs> he, don't mean as he, far as he, he was, was a master. He real master he lived in that town <laughs> Was, yeah, no, I don't mean as far, I don't, I, and to be fair, I, you know, as much as I love Bruce Lee and, and, uh, his movies, I don't know much about the actual story yeah. of his master or anything. I just mean that the film felt genuine. Yes, it did very much. I don't know how
0: close that. it was to reality, but whatever. Well, they, so, they did. I, I was proud of my rewatch, of the trailer for it. And they do at the end say inspired by true events. <laughs> That's probably a lot closer. Okay. <laughs> but, but to be honest with you, reading through the real events, it wouldn't have been a good movie. It would have been boring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's there are certain stories have structure. Okay, and if I want a documentary on Ip Man, give me a documentary, and then give me it the way it was. Even that still, by the way, has a structure, and you still want to hit certain moments to have an emotional or at least an intellectual reaction to it. Yeah. To me, a movie like Ip Man though is a fictional narrative that is about the emotion, and if you don't have certain beats and a character with this goal and obstacles in his way and he has to achieve yeah, it by the, right. if you don't have that, it would have, it wouldn't have worked. It would just been a bunch of no. fight vignettes and it would have been what people criticize in, in a bad been martial been arts movie. And yeah. It would have
1: been a, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, but this was just a top notch buddy. Thanks for the, the, the recommend. It was yes. fantastic.
1: <laughs> I got one. Woo-hoo!
0: Yeah. I won't, I won't see a chorus line. Just so we're clear. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah no. So,
1: <laughs> oh anymore. just made my week. I gotta tell you. Well <laughs> good.
0: And, and I was right, by the way. It took we spent about 30 minutes on that bad boy. I, I'm glad we uh kept the conjuring yeah. convo to
1: should have gone. I'm glad we went with that first. So
0: yes. So Jay, would you like to, I don't know, get into a little uh trailer trash talk? Trailers! I need a better fade. So <laughs>
1: You need anything. Yeah, I know.
0: There's like nothing. (laughs) Just ends. Okay. So we have some trailers to talk about. We do. First up, because the one I want to talk about the most.
1: Yes, I I know which one you want
0: to talk about the most. (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. We'll we'll get to that one. Okay. (laughs) Maybe. Bad Milo. Bad Milo. No, it's important that I add this caveat. (laughs) <laughs> this movie epitomize. I bust your balls all the time for like cheese, right? <laughs> this is my kind of cheese because it's cheese that's played straight. Kind of. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Like, yes, there's no, the folks at Asylum and all this, but they're going out of their way to intentionally yep. make a bad movie. Ben Milo, I don't think is going to actually be a bad movie. Number one. And number two, it's, it's like Frank Lauder. You know they got to do Frankenhooker and, and brain damage <laughs> and basket case one two and three, it's like that. It's darkly funny, yeah, and yet horrific all at the same time. Uh, <laughs> real quick, the the Imdb synopsis: It is a horror comedy centered on a guy who learns that his unusual stomach problems <laughs> that's an understatement <error> <laughs> are being caused Enal, problems. are being caused by a demon living in his intestines. Now, I also want to add this little note. A long time ago, I started a short story, and I'm—I shit you not—it <laughs> was about a guy in a motel who unloads something from his bowels that goes on to kill him. <laughs> this is this is a story of my life. I had a sto- I had an idea involving UFOs and the pyramids about six years before Stargate came out. But see, that's what I'm all about. I get like that initial spark of an idea, and like, hey, okay, that was enough. I don't ever go anywhere with it. So, <clears throat> which is why I'm standing in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, but the point is, Bad Milo. Wow, is everything I love <laughs> in a horror comedy movie? This is Bubba Hotep style. This is uh, yes Army of yeah. Darkness, but maybe less goofy, and, I've, and and has nothing to do with skeleton armies and and uh, all the sword and no, crown. no, yeah, it's
1: but it's the tone.
0: Uh, the tone of it is that wacky. It is. is
1: it's a guy that basically he's got a very stressful job, very stressful life and he's having these terrible stomach issues and more bad keeps happening to him or more stress keeps happening to him and finally he i'm going to it
0: poops out wait wait hold on jason i i think <laughs> i think for this one time just because some of the lines in it are so perfect i'm going to go ahead and play the trailer during the show oh
1: do you have it right. do you have it queued yeah, up do it.
0: let's do it <laughs> Here do it, do it. Okay, it's gonna take a second. It's gotta go through the little I didn't I didn't edit. Oh, it's a red band too. Good. Oh Darn, we'll have to put an explicit tag. Oh All right, you hear it? What is it?
1: You got a thing in your butt.
0: This, this lump in your colon is due to oh. poor stress management
1: love seeing you guys, but we want grandkids.
0: you better got to learn to relax. It's been a crazy couple of weeks at work. I just want you to be straight with something. You want me to fire this guy today? You'll do fine. Oh, Oh, again with your goddamn stomach. Shut up and eat your goddamn dinner, son. I hate you. Ah! Logan, I'm pregnant. Myth. And you are pushed into a corner by someone. looking on your computer. I think I may have deleted something important. What? This creature comes out and attacks that someone. This thing is a part of what you. What are you talking about? It's a metaphor. I had a monster up my ass. It's... This is the furthest thing from a metaphor. Oh, my God, what is that? Don't analyze. There is only the now. Ah! If you have a problem with erectile dysfunction, I can help you with that. All right. Where are you? I'm knocking, but no one's home. Oh. Stop! What do we do? Bond with it, and if I do, it won't hurt anybody else. Hopefully. <laughs> Milo? I had a much better name. No, no. Don't even think about it. I will shove you right back on my ass. <laughs> oh! And, and of course, yeah, during the trailer, go watch the trailer. It's got the graphics going across the screen from a place too terrifying, and that's when you get the close-up yeah. of his pants as they're bulging out. <laughs> oh my god yeah i had things- a monster come out of my ass that's the <laughs> farthest thing from a metaphor
1: <laughs> yeah you'll recognize a couple of things from the trailer um patrick warburton who oh, i absolutely he's
0: fantastic love. man
1: yes i love him he's the uh, for those of you don't i always remember him as putty or the tick uh, elaine's uh, boyfriend from seinfeld or the tick but he also is in um uh, a family guy he plays joe the neighbor and uh he was in the movie Te- in the movie ted mm-hmm. um he's hilarious very funny character Actually, he was in emperor's new groove um he's awesome but the guy that plays um uh i don't know he looks like his friend kind of that you know russian guy who's telling him it's
0: a oh, metaphor P- oh, peter, and S- peter stormer
1: and it's yeah i'm trying to think of who he you know what kind of character he plays in bad milo but, i'm thinking
0: he you know what he is He is the mystic, psychic
1: kind of guy that
0: they go he goes to for help. Yeah. So
1: Peter Stormare, fantastic. Was in Fargo, The Mm -hmm. Big Lebowski, Armageddon. He was the the Russian cosmonaut in Armageddon. Yeah, fantastic.
0: He's been in a ton of stuff. He's
1: hilarious. So, um, and then of course
0: Stephen Root from Office Space. Oh yes. And uh, and uh, and um, what was the? um, Oh, was it the went with Phil Hartman? Was Talk Radio? Wasn't that the name of it? News radio. Uh, news, news radio, News Radio, News Radio, news radio. That, radio. yeah, yeah, and David, uh, David um, Foley, yep. David Foley, yep, yep, um, but yeah, Mary and- Kay places in it, but Ken Marino, who's the star who has the monster up his ass, <laughs> he's yeah. been, he's one of those guys that's been in a lot of stuff, and you're like, oh, I know that guy, because he's yeah. like on Veronica Mars, he was uh, the movie Role Models, he's been in a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, he was in a bunch of Reno. He was in a, a handful of Reno nine one one too. So oh, that
0: yeah, and actually, I think that's where I remembered him from the most. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, he um, he's he's. Have you seen the poster or the, the
1: poster for this
0: movie? Yeah, where it's no, no, it's it says Bad Milo across the bottom, and it's this. It looks like you can picture it as a VHS box coverage or something about it. <laughs> it's him, It's a, it's it's sort of this mid two mid two person mid shot. It's him. Spooning with Milo Presumably <laughs> in demon. bed as they watch TV <laughs> And and the best part Is the tagline that says Embrace your inner demon And he's just got him Like cupped up, spooned up behind Milo And he's just got his nice. arm around him I, I, It's it's coming out this fall
1: It's coming out this I fall I want
0: that poster And I'm going <laughs> to hang it in my cube
1: In your cube <laughs>
0: Uh, that is dude, that's 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 the top of my list at the moment.
1: I'm not gonna lie, I would like to go see this movie. So. Yeah,
0: I really it, <laughs> it, it probably will only play it one of our, you know, we have the Polk Theater, which is this 1920s uh, grand movie house that they yeah, you know that, that's now yeah. plays all the indie stuff around here. I, I please, I don't care. I gotta find out what it's playing. I wanna see this on a yeah, big yeah. screen. <laughs> <laughs> and the other major one I wanted to mention, and then we'll we'll get into yours. Mm-hmm. I declare war. Did you watch that?
1: I watched the trailer. Yep. Mm
0: -hmm. What do you
1: think? I really would like to see this. It's a, uh, I, I don't quite get what it's about.
0: I think, I think I I do. I think I do. I I think it's, it's obvious. Go ahead.
1: No. Yeah. I, it's, it looks like a large group of kids. I'm going to say 10 of them.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm hmm. They're out in the woods and these are kids, kids. These aren't like four, 30 year olds playing 16 no, no, year no. olds. These this are like, like 10 like 18, to 12 year olds, nine,
1: 10, 11. Yes. Yeah. Uh These are, these are, you know, a uh, tween before their teenager kids. It looks like they're out in uh, the woods behind their houses playing war. And it's the way that I remember as a kid, you know, we played, you had forts and you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you had sticks for guns, and you threw oranges. Well, where we live, we threw oranges at each other for <laughs> grenades and bombs—probably
0: rotten ones, that lay yeah, on see, the ground, exactly. bugging them, the
1: big slimy ones. And basically, it's like their imagination turns real.
0: I here's and, the thing: is I don't think it actually is real ever.
1: No, I agree, and I think it. Like when they pick up a stick and they're shooting it, and it's a real Uzi. <laughs> I think it seems to me like it's all really their imagination, even the stuff yes. with the real guns and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But it looks really fun from the perspective of it. feels like, holy crap, if I was a kid, that's what I'd want it to turn into. Well, you and know, that's, what, I-
0: that's the idea of like your imagination is, is wild enough. Yes. That's what you saw. And that's what I love about this trailer is I think that will be the great balance. There's a movie that came out many moons ago called Battle Royale. I think it came out around 2001, 2000, somewhere in that range, maybe. Somewhere in that ballpark. And it was a Japanese film. It's based on a, a famous Japanese novel. And it is about a group of school kids that go to an island. And it's it's one of those, it's just slightly in the future, uh, dystopian future, where this is how they deal with the problem with delinquent youths. Yeah. And so they go there, and it's sort of a running man thing. They have to kill, and it is graphic. And they used kids so these are yeah ranging in age from you know 11 up to 16 and they used kid actors and it's graphic it's a great movie it's entertaining as hell but it's disturbing and graphic this movie i think is going to be disturbing and graphic but fun yeah because it seems they do such a great job in the trailer and it catches you by surprise at first they're holding a stick all of a sudden they're holding this you know ak-47 or a kalashnikov yeah, yeah 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 and so I think what's going to happen is they're going through and it's how they're imagining it. And they've got it listed as an action comedy drama. Yeah. So I can see that. And it definitely toes a line has a Goonies because, vibe too, my, not, not as kind of as over the top silly, yeah. but it's still that kids just having fun in, a, in the summertime kind of vibe.
1: But what, what's fascinating to me and what I'll be really, really interested to see, uh, you know, if we, if we get a chance to watch, actually watch the movie beyond just a trailer is that, it looks to me because this was a film festival movie, right? This, yeah, this made I the rounds, so. and mm-hmm. yeah, um, but this looked to me like it borders on the okay. It's supposed to be kids uh, imagining what it'd be like for real, and it shows real guns and everything, but it's edgy enough that it's not a it's not a Goonies comedy,
0: fun. No, I don't think it's goofy like that. No. no.
1: I mean, I think this feels more like uh, the parody uh, almost of what it's like kids imagining war mm-hmm. and them really engaging in it sort of thing, you know, not yeah, as dark and deep as it really happening. So yes. you have that safe. You do have that safe feeling. Yeah. But it, it's kind of that. Like I said, it toes that line. It kind of walks right on the edge of it. Um, and that's intriguing to me. It actually looks pretty pretty unique yeah um, I, I
0: agree with that and i think what i liked about in the trailer and it's reinforced what you're saying my guess is there's a bigger point here yes and it's it's meant to be a a metaphor of, of kids and their perception of war and uh yeah and and there will be a lot of my guess anti-war type vibe to it however in a way that i love it looks like it's also an entertaining movie and not just going to be on a soapbox yeah. for 90 whatever minutes so it yeah, looks it's funny really good
1: because the the one the one part that stood out to me, and I'm, and again, because this is a trailer, they could have just singled this out, put it at the end of the trailer to make you have that final feeling to convince you of uh, to come to see the movie. But it's the two – it looks like the two main kids yeah. uh, on opposing sides saying, so what are we going to do after the war? Now, this is after seeing all these graphic scenes of real <laughs> guns and everything. Shooting each what other. are we going to do after the war? I don't know. You're going to come over to my house and have pizza. We're going to watch movies, you know, and, <laughs> and they, they like shake hands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Right.
1: Yeah. So the, the, the juxtaposition of those yes. two elements as what looks neat to me. And yes. it's unique, like nothing you've ever seen.
0: Yeah. So. It was very cool. So I, I'm glad. I, and what's great is I, I almost didn't click on the poster, which, because the, the poster, if you from a, or the, the, the icon, I guess it's the poster, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Yep. Because I was I was thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll check this out later. This looks like it might be a documentary. Because it, it has this, when you look at it, it's very serious. It's, yes. very, you know, it's, remi- it's reminiscent of Platoon. It, it reminds me of the Platoon uh-huh. poster. The guy on his yeah, knees, good. arm in the air, you know. And uh, so it has that same vibe to it. Okay. Uh, and I almost and then I clicked on it. I was like, wait, wait, what is this? And then I started watching I was like, oh, my God. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was surprising. <laughs> So yeah. th- those are my two main ones. If we have time to get to my third one, we will. Uh, okay. Let's, let's go ahead and jump into your trailers.
1: Uh, so one of them I, I brought up cause I wanted you to see it, uh, mm-hmm. not because I'm recommending it or anything, but it's just, uh, kind of on the heels of us talking about R.I.P.D. um, and Jeff Bridges and, you know, and everybody knows by now R.I.P.D. did not do well, probably shocking bombs of the season. Uh, I still actually want to see it. So I really don't care that it bombed. I, I do want to see it. I'll probably see it when it comes on Netflix or DVD. Oh, RPD?
0: I'm sure I'll see it too. When it comes yeah, to Netflix.
1: I, I love it. I still want to see it. It's intriguing. I'm sure I'll have critique of it, but you know, I accept what it is. So Jeff Bridges is going to be in another movie coming out. Uh, uh, it looks like January, um, this coming not January, a
0: good sign! Yeah,
1: not, not at all. And we've talked about this in past, uh, shows, uh, Called the, called Seventh Son. Yep. Uh, and it's him playing a uh, aging warrior against darkness in the Middle Ages. And he's kind of training his son, who is the seventh son of the seventh son. And so he's carrying on this um, uh, uh, legacy of being this person who battles against evil, who is personified in this by Julian Moore.
0: Who is uh, aged really well. Holy moly.
1: Yo, she's hot. I'll, I'll give you that. Does not look like a good villainess. No. In this, uh, she kind of plays a witch who transforms into a dragon and back again. And uh, just it just looks kind of like, oh, look, mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges is in another bomb. Uh, so Yeah. yeah
0: I've seen the trailer twice. I saw it the first time you had mentioned it to me. I watched yeah. it just on my iPad. And then- yep. I watched it in the theater, I think it was maybe before Pacific Rim, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I just am going to accept this. Is, this is not, I'm not even going to comment because it's not my genre. Because I, yeah. I, I watched I mean, the, trailer, this I'm is, like,
1: eh. the movie does nothing for me. It's, it's the same thing as R.I.P.D. I'll see it to see Jeff Bridges in it. The
0: R.I.P.D. trailer did more for me than this one.
1: Yeah. So. At least at
0: least chuckled. Now, my guess is all the chuckles I did in that trailer or all the chuckles that are in that funny. movie, yeah. but still, I at least yeah. chuckled a few times, and I liked the <laughs> men in blackishness of it. But uh, yeah. so
1: yeah, so it, it does. It had something going for it. This one, not so much. I mean, this kind of felt like season of the witch, which was that Nick Cage oh, one.
0: God,
1: it was just this had the same feel to yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good comparison. Plenty
1: of CGI, but it, it just mm-hmm. didn't do anything so anyway it's i brought i brought it up just because it's another jeff bridges film that got pushed back Mm -hmm. this actually got pushed back for good reason. yeah so uh (laughs) it'll be interesting to see what they do with it so i have one other one that i really wanted to bring up uh for a better reason Uh
0: uh-huh
1: so stay with me on this one okay okay so i saw a trailer that popped up and i'm like oh all right yeah maybe uh and i watched it and i thought ah God damn it. I actually want to see this movie. So there's a film making its rounds in the film festival. Again, it's, it's supposed to come out this year. I think it's coming out next month or another, uh, another month or two um, called enough said. Uh-huh. Now I'll start with, it's a romantic comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. I like a good uh, romantic comedy, crazy, and, uh, stupid love with uh, Steve Carell. Yeah. Or Came on the and-
1: lines of like uh when Harry met Sally or that kind of, that kind of high end,
0: but it's Julianne Moore was in crazy stupid love too, wasn't she? Oh, I don't know. Was she pretty sure I'll look it up. I think it was. Yeah. I know Marissa Tomei was in it, Hold on. yeah,
1: I knew Marissa Tomei was, um, yeah, anyway, he's Julianne Moore
0: and Ryan Gosling. Yep.
1: Um, this one is actually the, the, the two primary people who uh, are play the, you know, the, the, uh, odd couple or the couple are Julia Louis, Louis Dreyfus, who obviously was in Seinfeld, the new. Oh, she of, was. Uh, uh, yep. And, um, the new adventures of old Christine. And she's actually done fairly well recently. You know, her TV career is actually carried on beyond Seinfeld, which none of the others.
0: (laughs) Unlike everybody else.
1: Um, (laughs) Right. Um, So she's, she's done well, but she plays the girl, uh, the, the, the woman in this. And then um, James Gandolfini Mm -hmm. plays the guy that they're both kind of anti-social kind of oddball, the, you know, weirdos of their friends kind of thing. And it looks really good, and I, you know, it looks—it's a romantic comedy again. It's got that style to it. It's definitely got that storyline, and and Mm -hmm. they—they're frantic trying to, you know, be different and still end up accidentally falling for each other and hating other people. But seeing James Gandolfini in this kind of role, it made me happy, sad, Mm -hmm. because it made me happy to see him in something different than a Tony Soprano role. Cause it feels very different than that. Mm-hmm. And it made me sad to know I will never get to see him in something like this again.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want me to tell you what I thought after seeing it?
1: Yeah, sure. Whatever. I
0: actually thought it looked really good. Yeah.
1: But I mean, you know what I mean with James? Yes. Gandalf, yes.
0: And, and I think
1: he's I, not playing the nasal Italian. No, I love, I love it.
0: It, it. I think what's great is he, I know there's one other movie he did that is completed. That is going to be coming out uh, po- posthumously, but yeah. this particular one, I had heard little rumblings about. And what I like is that he's going out, showing his range, which I think he always had great range. And yeah. I, I could to this day remember the very first time I ever saw him was True Romance in 1993. Oh yeah, yeah. I, rem- I I like that him in that movie stood out to me, and it was just yeah. a very small part. But yeah. as is this hitman. And just this whole moment he has with Patricia Arquette and to this Mm -hmm. day. And I haven't seen that movie. I have it on DVD. I haven't watched it in years. It's actually the first movie my wife and I went to. Oh, really? True romance. Fitting. Although it was a a Tarantino written movie that was highly violent. (laughs) It it was our second (laughs) date. We met on a blind date the next day. I was like, "Hey," and keep mind, I'd already seen it like twice. Oh, okay. I loved it that much. So I, I was like, oh, you got to go see this movie, nigga. And she should have <laughs> known she was in trouble then. And then I went on to see Jurassic Park 19 times at that time. <clears throat> so anyway, point is, <laughs> I remembered him in that movie. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, it, it, he is. I still can't get over the fact that he's only 51. It, it just sucks. And what's funny is seeing him in this movie, he's a big guy, but he's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not. No, he's not obese. He, like, well, he just a, feels technically, like he's a normal technically, big guy. Yeah, Actually, technically, yes, he would be considered obese, but he's not like that. It, you know, you have in your mind that somebody who is significantly overweight, I mean, he's he's always yeah. been a bigger guy. He's like a big teddy bear kind of guy, but like John Goodman to me. Now, and I realize there's a lot of genetics come into play and there's a lot of yeah, factors. Yeah. It's not just, uh, but it's just such a freaking shame, you know, it is. and, yeah. and uh, I'm sure it'll be, a really great performance so it'll be bittersweet in that way but it looks yeah. really I mean, it looks like a really good touching movie and and i like i like the uh i mean it has your typical romantic comedy conceit in it which i you can see in the trailer yeah. but the whole idea yep. that how she finds out she's connected to him and um, yeah you know but it I mean, but it looks really good it doesn't it doesn't just look, oh yeah that's kind of cute no it actually looks like a good movie no, a, a romantic comedy with a bit of a, a serious slightly serious tone to it and
1: Um, And 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 definitely plays against. I mean, I think Julie Louis Louis Dreyfus could be in a romantic comedy easily, uh, but I think his character is uh, at least him as an actor. It's it's kind of a contradiction almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of I wouldn't say he plays a slob because he's not slovenly, but he plays a very kind of low key laid back. Uh, character and it and it's a little bit of an antithesis to some of the romantic comedies I've seen before. But um, I I would actually put it in my queue. and actually you know rent it from a Red Box or or watch it. And um, like I said, it makes me happy, sad because you know I think I'd probably like it, but mm, it makes me sad to see that I to think that I'm not going to see him in more.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, do you know the first thing I remember seeing Julia Louis-Dreyfus Obviously, she was in Troll, which is '86, and. I'm, I'm going to
1: say seen, that's... That would have been when I probably... First, her, I remember seeing her. Well, that
0: would probably... probably that or maybe... See, I don't think I was really able to see SNL when she was on. She was on at like 85 or so. Or 84, I think. Somewhere in that range. And, huh. and I started really watching SNL later, 80s, like 87, 88, in that era. But anyway, yeah. the first thing I re- like remember her in my head, there was a show called Day by Day in 1988. And I think it ran like one season. It was about this couple that, ha, you know, they're high-powered corporate types and they end up running a daycare and they have this slovenly son who's played by Christopher Daniel Barnes who would go on to play Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. Oh, yeah! Okay? <laughs> and he would just walk around in a bathrobe all the time. Courtney Thorne Smith was in it. It was some an earlier thing for her. But Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I remember she played this... I. I it's literally been, I probably last saw this in 1988 or 89. So going purely from memory, I picture her in like a power suit. So she was either some kind of lawyer or like, I think she may been like the neighbor and she was always like cracking on the kid. Cause he was this slacker type, you know, I, that's my memory yeah. of it. But that's, I can still to this day. Remember her having a <laughs> big vac- Oh wow. I'm, I'm thumbing through this Thora Birch. You know who she is? The actress. She was an American beauty. She's been in other things. You'd recognize her if you saw her. she she was in it that's holy crap wow i wonder if i could find christopher
1: daniel barnes he he was in uh he played eric in the little mermaid
0: oh yeah that's right yeah yeah so Um, oh kevin dunn had a part in it so you know it was uh huh i don't
1: actually remember that it
0: it was a forgotten sitcom yeah but that is what i remember heard from uh earliest so and i guess we will go ahead and wrap this up but before we do i did want to at least mention the other movie because i did Did you watch the trailer for that one? I did. I did. Yeah. CBGB, which is fun to say. CBGB. Yes. (laughs) Which apparently I didn't know this. I've heard of CBGB, but I didn't know it stood for Country Bluegrass and Blues. And it is the nightclub that ended up helping to launch the careers of, yeah, a couple of little bands like Blondie, The Police uh, you know, the Ramones, one of my favorite bands of all time, the Ramones. Yeah. Little bands, nothing to that. And, and a few other ones you've never heard of. (laughs) Anyway, this is the movie.
1: Talking heads. Yeah. The police dead boys. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the, I call it a biopic kind of about the guy who ran it and ended up, I guess, producing some of the uh, early work of these bands. Uh, more to the point it stars alan rickman yes yeah so what did Um, you think of the trailer
1: from Hard? yeah snape yep snape yeah he actually looks really good he plays kind of a bearded long-haired drunken 'er ne'er-do-well bar owner kind of character Mm -hmm. um and it he pulls it off very well
0: (laughs) Do, do you know who else is in it
1: um, well, the only other person I, I recognized like right off the bat was Ryan Hurst. hmm Um, just, and it, I swear what he looked like Brad Pitt. Uh, yeah. I, from, I like,
0: thought that too. You know, the, the, <laughs> one, one of the parts yeah. we grabbed somebody off a bar show. I was like, is that Brad Pitt? Yeah. Dude, I mean, weird. You know, especially like the 12 monkeys, you know? Yeah. The, yeah it's the, like, yeah, it's like the, the garly... or, or, or California. Did you ever see California with a K? Yes. yes yeah. Yes, that yes, that yes. Brad
1: Pitt. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then, uh, I know, um, uh, the guy from Big Bang Theory, yeah, Johnny is, Galecki. He's yes, in it. yes,
0: yeah, he's got a good cast. Cat I guess it's Stana Katic. Is uh, she plays on Castle?
1: Oh no, I haven't, I haven't watched Castle. Yeah, you suck. I know. Sorry. I know it's Nathan Fillion. I know I love yeah, him. Yeah, you really,
0: you really, you are, you call yourself a, a guy with a man <laughs> crush on Nathan Fillion? You've never watched? I watched every episode of Castle. I am although <laughs> although I haven't seen Firefly yet. So shut up. Don't judge me.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. Now, who else did I miss? uh uh that was in it that was uh, Oh, Rupert Grint, he's a guy. Uh-huh. From Ron, Harry which
0: is kind of a cool connection because Ron Weasley uh-huh. from yep yep yep. so and for those but it that, looks
1: good it looks good. looks gritty kind yes. of and for uh, those that
0: uh, don't don't know, Kate Beckett Stannachanic is uh Kate Beckett on Castle was, yeah and uh, Malin Ackerman she's been in, she was in watch uh Watchman. Yeah. yep. so yeah, great cast. It looks like a fun biopic not quite the vibe of that thing you do which did you ever see that we, we had this conversation i feel like we had this conversation you said you had not
1: i had not i you do want to see it, it. it
0: it's yeah. as much as i busted your it's not a musical but as much as i busted your it's it's about as close to a musical as i get and absolutely love the movie and it i love yeah. that thing you do it's great so i don't know that it's going to be quite like that going to have that necessarily that same kind of fun energy to it but it looks it looks like it'll be a pretty entertaining movie i love the part with the ramones he's like he's listing out the title of the song he's like i don't want this i don't want this. he's like Is anything ah. you guys do want he goes "Oh, we're in this one song uh i want a snuff glue <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you so yeah. I mean, that was good casting too they looked it looked like joey ramone and the crew so that's cool uh,
1: yeah. it looks decent i actually do want to see it so.
0: yeah so that's good stuff wow man holy moly we run the gamut on this one, huh? Yeah, that was right. Run- we did lots of talking. Oh, wait, we hold on. Wait, couple that, of rabbit wait holes. hold on. That was up. That was the end of trailer trash talk. <laughs> I, I need to get back. I, I thought it was still on my, my little sound card here. I had the one. Yeah, I'll come back now. Yeah. I like that one better. <laughs> we're
1: going to have to, def- we're gonna have to go out and find an actual mouth harp and do that. Yeah. So, so Jason, <laughs> um,
0: do you, do you <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you uh, want to, I don't know, Um, on a final note. Pre canned uh, knowledge to the folks. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. <gasps> For more off script action, go to offscriptpodcast.com,
1: join our Facebook group, or follow us on Twitter at, at offscriptcast. More importantly, don't forget to check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the higher we rate. The higher we rate, the more listeners we get. The more listeners we get, the more reviews we'll get. It's a vicious cycle. If you have any questions or comments, keep them to your damn self. If you have a guest for the c and Theater or suggestion for the ADD Top 10, email us. That is all.
0: The weirdest part of that is how the radio frequency squelch comes out of your mouth, too.
1: Hey, I am a man of all trades. Yeah, many so. talents, many talents. So do you have any
0: final <laughs> words before we go out on an important, important note?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just glad you like Dip Man. So oh, my that's... God.
0: But, well, and actually, just to tell you, to celebrate. What do I think? Oh, she loved it. Okay. Absolutely, I'd be. I, I think we both be for owning it. it we both love it. So, <laughs> right. so, but in the spirit of it, man, and yep. and Bad Milo, why don't we uh, go out with a little simple minds alive and kicking? <gasps> oh.